Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. That means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 187. We're going to discuss my uh, rebuild in my FFPC league. So four years ago, I decided that I would try my hand in the FFPC league. Um, I listen to many of the podcasts that I listen to. They promote um, the FFPC platform and those leagues. So I thought that I'd give it a try, even though the formats are considerably different from most of my Dynasty leagues. I wanted to try it out. Um, if you're not familiar with FFPC leagues, uh, they're more of a blend between Dynasty leagues and Keeper leagues, because during the season, uh, the teams only have 20-man rosters compared to most of my most of my leagues have you know upwards of 30-man rosters. Um, and then what's worst is during the offseason in the FFPC leagues, you have to cut your team down to 16-man rosters, which includes a kicker and a defense. So in reality, you're really cutting your down to 14 positional players. So that's why I say it's kind of like a blend between a keeper league and a true dynasty league. And then also in these leagues, there's a seven-round rookie and free agent draft. So a lot of the players that uh, get drafted in the rookie draft aren't rookies compared to our regular dynasty leagues. So with rosters this thin, uh, positional depth is you know less critical, and there's pretty you know not as much time to wait on rookies when you in, you know draft rookies they gotta hit quick, and so as a result a lot of running backs get drafted you know earlier in FFPC leagues in these drafts. Another unique thing about FFPC leagues is that the standings are actually determined by victory points, which is pretty fun. I actually like this. Um, it is a head-to-head league, but teams can score between zero and four points each week. Um, in their standings. So teams that win the head-to-head matchup, they receive two points just by winning head-to-head. So you get two points when you win, zero when you lose. But then what's neat is the top four scoring teams, so the top uh, four highest scoring teams each week, get an additional two victory points. The middle four teams in the league get an additional one point. And then the lowest scoring four teams of the week get zero points. And so uh, pretty fun. Another thing that I really like about uh, FFPC leagues is in the playoffs, the first two rounds of the playoffs where there's four teams in, in the playoffs, it's all four teams play against each other. And the top two scoring teams win in advance to the next round in both the first and second round before you get to the Super Bowl when then it's just a straight-up you know, head-to-head matchup. So I think it's pretty neat, pretty neat scoring system. But what it, what it does is the scoring t- system, it definitely favors the best lineups, even more than regular Dynasty leagues. Um, so the best starting lineups usually rise in the standings because they're going to get all those victory points and they're going to advance in the playoffs. There's way less of a luck, luck factor, you know, once you hit the playoffs than there is, you know, regular just head-to-head leagues. And so given these settings um, in, the, in the startup draft four years ago, I really set out to field a team that filled, you know, really was filled with more productive veterans and um, I didn't really value rookie picks over the, these last couple of years very much, more, not near as much as I would in traditional dynasty leagues. I started off well. I made the playoffs the first two seasons, but never advanced past the semifinals. And then I missed the playoffs the last two seasons. Yeah, two years ago, I actually fought really hard to get the last playoff spot, 
But last season, at the end of the season, I realized I needed to go into rebuilding mode. And so I sold uh, some of my best players, you'll hear in a minute, and uh, really started trying to just rebuild. So I started my rebuild at the end of last season, uh, but I at least have another year or two to go, particularly in these kind of leagues where you just really have to, to rebuild slowly because you can't just add depth and let them wait on your bench. They've got to perform quick. So I'm anxious to get started on this rebuild, and I thought that I'd just kind of share a little bit about how this year's rookie and free agent draft went, what I did, and what I'm trying to do to rebuild this team. So here it is, my FFPC rebuild. It started really last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. Last season, I made a, a very big trade at the end of the season when I realized I was out of it and just decided, man, I need to go rebuild. If you know me or have listened to me long, you know that I don't rebuild. I, I just don't believe it. I think there's ways that you can you can just reload rather than completely rebuild. But in this FFPC league, I realized, man, at the settings and the way this team is, I just need to completely blow this thing up. And so I made a huge trade. I traded Travis Kelsey, Tom Brady, and Cordero Patterson uh, for Dak Prescott, Pat Fryermuth, and a 22 first-round pick. So Kelsey, Brady, Patterson for Prescott, Fryermuth, and a first-round pick. So uh, like I said, before the, dread, the, the trade deadline ended, I traded away, Kel, the, the, traded away Kelsey, Patterson, and Dak um, for this. Unfortunately, what happened to me is the team, that the, the, the trade that I made, actually helped the team win the Super Bowl. That's the worst of situations when you're trying to rebuild and you, you trade all your players and that team actually wins the Super Bowl. So the first round pick that I netted was 1.12. So not exactly uh, what, I, what I hoped for. I definitely rooted against them. And I also rooted against myself. But myself, I finished at uh, the fourth place position. So not exactly the best situation for me. Um, but glad to give the other team a chance to win their Super Bowl like I did. So quick, quickly on this trade, uh, FFPC leagues are tied in premium, so it's 1.5 PPR. So Kelsey is an extremely valuable player. In fact, he was my first round pick in the startup draft four years ago, and he's been the highest scoring non-quarterback player on my roster. Some years he was actually higher scoring than my quarterback in this league. So it was very tough to let him go in this trade, but he still, he was my most valuable player and I had to face the fact that I, my team was not making the playoffs. I needed to rebuild and get younger. And so I just felt like Pat Fryermuth and Dak Prescott made my team a lot younger than I was when I had Kelsey and Brady. And now um, I would have you know, two cracks at the rookies now that I have my own first-round pick and another one. As for uh, Cordell Patterson, part of this trade, I actually picked him up off the waiver wire last year. And he helped my team a lot to start the year. But I was content to let him go just because I think that his fantastic year is something that's not going to be repeated in future seasons. I continued to, like I said, I continued to fair, you know, uh, field fair lineups. Um, I don't believe in tanking. In fact, you'll get punished in FFPC leagues if you truly tank by not starting, you know, good lineups. So I did start my lineups, and unfortunately, the players that I traded for, Prescott and Firemuth, did pretty well, and they actually helped my team get too many victory points. So I finished fourth in the league, and that netted me the 1.4, my own pick, and then the 1.12, which I acquired in the trade with the team that won the Super Bowl. Um, I desperately needed, you know, wanted more picks, and unfortunately, because I was still in the middle of the season fighting for playoff position before I realized I needed to just blow it up and rebuild, I traded away uh, my second and third round picks earlier in the season. That's something I'm not going to do any longer. You'll hear about my strategy. So... 
that's what happened. Uh, traded away Kelsey, Brady, and Patterson, but I got a little younger with Dak Prescott, Firemuth, and the 2022 first. Here's what actually happened during the rookie slash free agent draft. My first pick at 1.4, I drafted Drake London. Uh, my most significant team need is running back, so I hope that Kenneth Walker would fall to me at 1.4, but he was selected just before my pick. I had I did have Traylon Burks ranked ahead of Walker, uh, but he was drafted at 1.2, so that left me with Drake, who was my fourth-ranked rookie in the class, and so I drafted him here at 1.4. I like Drake even more in FFPC leagues, though, because he's automatically going to be the wide receiver one in Atlanta from day one. I really believe that. Um, so I'm not going to have to wait on him to develop, which you really can't afford to wait on people in FFPC leagues. He's going to be in my starting lineup, I think, week one. Uh, his toughest competition for targets is only his tight end, uh, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think Drake's will out-target him, though, and I was happy to draft a Drake and add him to my roster. Uh, second pick that I had was 1.12. This was the one that I you know, traded away that helped the other team win a Super Bowl. Um, I drafted one of my favorite guys, Jahan Dotson. Uh, I was sad that the team, like I said, that I traded with won the Super Bowl, giving me 112 instead of a higher pick. But at the same time, Dotson was my seventh-ranked rookie, and so I felt like I was actually picking 1.7 in this draft, even though it was 1.12. I would have drafted Dotson before any of the other players that were drafted before him uh, between those picks. So Dotson, uh, I don't think he's going to be the wide receiver one on his team, you know, just because Terry McLaurin is still under contract. Still, if he plays well, as I expect, uh, the Commanders are, will have a chance to move him from, you know, move away from McLaurin next season, especially if things get testy in contract negotiations, which they already are right now. Uh, McLaurin's absence at minicamp has given Dotson time to impress, and while it's kind of unwise to, you know, believe every fluff piece that you hear, you know, during minicamps, you still have to say Dotson's consistently receiving praise from the reporters, from the coaches, from his teammates during minicamp. I imagine that Dotson's going to become a starter on my roster sooner than later this season, especially if I trade a very productive veteran as part of my rebuilding strategy. Um, happy to get Dotson. He's now my most uh, owned or most rostered uh, wide receiver, most rostered rookie uh, between all my drafts now that all but two of my drafts have been done now. Uh, he's my most rostered rookie. Love Jahan Dotson. I'm either going to be completely wrong on him or completely right. I think, obviously, I'm going to be completely right. So like I said, I did trade away my second and third round picks. Not good. I'm trying to rebuild something I'm not going to do. So when it kind of came back around to me in the fourth round, I had two fourth round picks, uh, or, or one fourth round pick, and then two fifth round picks. Uh, my fourth round pick was David Njoku. Like I said, an FFPC uh, rookie and free agent drafts. Free agents get drafted earlier, way earlier, uh, just because the roster limits are so small. Uh, two startable veterans, in fact, were drafted in the second round of uh, this FFPC league. And so veteran tight ends were drafted uh, ahead of him. That was uh, Albert O and Cole Kement. They were both drafted ahead of Njoku. And then also rookies Trey McBride and Jelani Woods were drafted in the third and fourth rounds ahead of when I picked David Njoku. I thought drafting a young tight end who has yet to hit his fantasy peak, I believe, was a wise investment at this point in the draft, especially in these uh, tight end premium leagues. And Joku, you know, was under the franchise tag when I actually made this pick, so made this pick in early May. But he's since signed the long-term contract, which makes me feel like, uh, you know, I like this pick even more. And Joku is a player whose dynasty stock could rise significantly this year, especially in a tight end premium league. Uh, added a few tight ends, you'll see with upside in this draft, just to get a few players who I think could become tradable assets during the season.
And my next pick in the fifth round, I drafted uh, Kyron Williams. Uh, Williams was my highest-ranked rookie, you know, on my draft board when I was up, and so I just felt like I would pick him here. I, I considered drafting a veteran instead, but I thought that Williams, you know, could be a wise investment since I also have Daryl Henderson on my roster. Uh, Cam Akers, you know, had both good and bad performances after returning from his Achilles injury at the end of last season, which means the jury's kind of still out on his ability to return to become the lead back uh, this next year. In a league this thin, I've got to be honest, Williams is not a player that I can afford to keep, you know, come roster cut time before the, you know, games start this season. Still, I just wanted the opportunity to hear, you know, reports about how the backfield looks in the preseason, maybe watch some preseason games and decide what to do with Williams, uh, particularly since I have Daryl Henderson on my team. He's a player that I really like a lot. If you've listened to me before, I drafted him in another draft. Uh, he was, I think, my fourth-ranked uh, rookie before uh, the combine season, just by watching film. I loved him a lot, but his draft capital definitely made me knock him down uh, quite a bit. Although I like his landing spot uh, with the Rams and think he has a chance. Last two picks that I had in this draft where I'm trying to rebuild in a tight end premium league, I drafted Adam Adam Troutman and then Mo Alley-Cox. So as for Troutman, like I said, I drafted a lot of tight ends with upside in this draft because I believe that they could become the most tradable assets this season. Uh, Troutman's young, and he's the clear starting tight end uh, for New Orleans this season. And Jameis Winston has targeted tight ends often in his college and his pro career. Uh, Troutman was one of my favorite tight ends in his rookie class too, so I've had held on to him in a lot of my dynasty leagues. I have him on my roster, so I was happy to add him here in a tight end premium FFPC league. And then same thing with Mo Alley-Cox. Uh, the Colts did draft um, Jelani Woods for sure. Uh, he's, you know, was my second ranked tight end in this class. So I do like Jelani Woods, but that said, tight ends almost always take some time to develop in the NFL. Uh, so I never draft a rookie tight end in FFPC leagues, you know, this thin of rosters. Uh, Allie Cox is a solid veteran who's yet to be given the chance to be a lead tight end on his team. Uh, this year, I think he's going to do it. And I want to wait and see if he can really solidify his role and really get a share of Matt Ryan's targets over Colin Granson and the rookie Jelani Woods, which I think that he will. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I'll mention more about these tight ends here in a bit when I talk about my current team. So here's my current team. Remember, these leagues are really thin. I think I have 22-man roster right now, which I have to cut to 20. So two of these guys aren't going to be on my team when the season starts. Uh, they have one round of waiver wire picks just before the season starts as well. So things could change after some of these preseason games for sure. But here's what my roster looks like right now. At quarterbacks, I got Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan. Pretty pleased with my quarterback room. Uh, Prescott's going to start for me most weeks. Uh, he's my future quarterback for the long term. And in a one-quarterback league like the FFPC leagues, uh, Ryan's a very steady backup. I'm excited to see what he can do with the Colts too. As for our running backs, the weakness of my team, I got Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram, and now Kyron Williams. My running back room is admittedly the weakest part of my team. I'm reluctantly hopeful for Sanders. I'm hoping that he can become a consistent starter for me, even after having a terribly inefficient season last year. My RB2, however, is just going to be a back that's in a committee uh, with, with Henderson, Edwards, Ingram, and Williams. It's bad. So to complete my rebuild, I really need to get running backs. And so that's what I aim to do. You'll hear it in a moment. I have to get a running back either off the waiver wire or in a trade uh, for draft picks in future years. My wide receivers, though, I think are pretty strong and young. This is, it looks like the good part of my rebuild. I have Brandon Cooks, Drake London, Rashad Bateman, Jahan Dotson, 
Jarvis Landry, Robbie Anderson, Julio Jones, and Sterling Shepard. Like I said, my wide receiver room is full of hope, but it's really pretty dependent on young players. I need London, Bateman, and Dotson. They're exciting young prospects. They need to break out. While I have Cooks and Landry and Robbie Anderson, they give me some kind of veteran help. Uh, Cooks is by far my most tradable veteran, and so he's the player that I'm definitely most ready to move on for for future picks to help my rebuild. I hope that he starts the season hot and I can do something with him. Tight ends are also a strength for me. My tight ends are Dallas Goddard, Pat Fryermuth, David Njoku, Adam Troutman, and Moali Cox. Uh, apart from Goddard, you know, every tight end on my roster could really see their dynasty value rise significantly this season. And so in a tight end premium league with two flex positions, um, I definitely could start two tight ends as a regular part of my starting lineup this season. And I hope that uh, I can make some trades for someone who sees one of these tight ends in a tight end premium league really begin to help their team. Those are some assets that I hope to move as well. As for my long-term plan, really just have kind of two strategies that I want to work forward as far as my rebuilding plans. Um, one is I want to save fab money uh, to try to buy running backs. In FFPC leagues, you're given a $1,000 budget uh, to for your uh, fab budget. And so it's really not hard because the roster is so thin. It's not hard to find an every week starting running back off the waiver wire. It's very possible. And so I did it last year with Cordero Patterson, for instance. And so another team did it last year with Elijah Mitchell, where they won that bid and helped them. Uh, given that I'm unlikely to make the playoffs this season, um, I'm very committed to saving all of my fab money just to outbid teams for when the right running back becomes available. And I need a right running back, not someone like Cordero Patterson last year, that's only going to be a short-term answer. I need someone like Elijah Mitchell who could be a very long-term answer. So these are the players that I really need to try to grab. And so I'm going to plan to be very disciplined in how I spend my fab bunny. Normally I'm pretty aggressive with fab uh, early in the season. Uh, this time I'm going to hold it, hold it, hold it, and wait for a running back that can not only just be part of my team this season, but really would be part of my long-term uh, dynasty roster. If such thing becomes available, they often do in FFPC because the rosters are so thin. And then obviously what I need to do is I need to trade players for 2023 picks. Um, it's so hard to get up in the draft in these FFPC leagues. you got to be you know, one of the top top guys to get a running back that's really going to be a starting running back for you because everyone drafts them early in these drafts. And so I need to get some more picks to give myself that opportunity. We all know that 2023 picks are going to be hard to come by, but managers in FFPC leagues often trade a lot when they get near their playoff runs, as happened this last year where I helped the team you know, trade a lot to get his Super Bowl win. Um, I'm going to try to trade for as many first and second round picks as possible. And unlike previous seasons, um, I'm not going to trade away 2023 picks. I really can't. The only way that I would would be if they're part of a trade to help me move up into the first or second round. So I'll trade away third and you know, third round picks for second round picks, second round picks for first round picks. I'll do something like that. Like I already said, I think that Brandon Cooks and Dallas Goddard, I think they're my, my most tradable pieces right now. I'm hopeful, too, that maybe Miles Sanders might you know, bust out and do something, and that he might be a tradable asset as well. I need to trade picks, uh, players for picks in 2023. It's a hard road to hold, a uh, hard road ahead for me. Um, I don't think I'm going to rebuild very quickly. I like my running back. I mean, I like my wide receivers and my tight ends to give me a chance at rebuilding. But man, I need to hit on a running back, and the only way to do so is to get one of these rookie picks or to win one uh, surprise player off the waiver wire. And so that's what I have to do. 
that's it. That's what my FFPC league looks like. Those drafts actually happened early. It was my first draft. It happened like they always take place the Saturday after the NFL draft, so that's when it starts. So it's been a while. I've been sitting on this one, but wanted to tell you about my rebuilding plans. I think that's going to be my last one. The other drafts that I have been a part of, um, part of a salary cap league that, uh, you know, it's just too hard to explain all the things that go into making your draft picks. I'm also part of a league that did a um, that did an auction and so that's just a rookie auction draft, which is too hard for me to explain all the nuances that went into that draft. But I've got a few more coming up that I'll maybe we'll report on, but I think we're going to switch into off-season mode as the NFL ends their mini camps and mandatory uh, camps here shortly and talk some more about players that I'm trying to buy, uh, do something like that, maybe talk about some trades that I've also made in the last few weeks. So it'll be a fun rest of the June. Thanks for sticking with me. Uh, I do appreciate your support. That's going to be a wrap for this week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. Much better on email than Twitter, so contact me that way. As I say every week, I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast. That would mean a lot to me as an independent podcaster. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.